Welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Kyra Howarth, and we'll be chatting about all things astrology, tarot, spirituality, and manifesting. So today on the Herbal Moon Goddess Podcast, we have a special guest, Sherilyn Darcy. Hi, Sherilyn. Hi, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I couldn't say no with a name like the Herbal Moon Goddess. It sounds right up my alley. So thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad that you've joined us here today. I'm really looking forward to chatting about plants and green witchcraft and all those beautiful things. Okay. So to start off our conversation, I'd love to know how did you get started Um, Like you have so many books and decks all around the magic and the language of plants. So, yeah, tell us a bit about your journey. Okay, so my parents uh, tree changed when I was about 11 and we moved from the inner west of Sydney to the central plains of the central slopes and plains of uh, New South Wales. And we, my parents are a little bit hippie, a bit greeny, maybe a lot greeny, and they tried to be sustainable and they pretty much achieved it. Uh, as a big family as well and my mum has a love of gardening dad's a a crazy inventor and uh, builder as well and mum is also an artist so I was very inspired growing up by her and everything that was around me like that and she's also very spiritual she uh she reads tarot and oracle although she's not a big fan of oracles so which is great because I haven't made tarot yet (laughs) so um but she still reads tarot to this day actually up where she lives in Cairns and Anyway, when I first moved home, I kept my love of gardening and of of plants and floristry and actually arts and crafts, but not so much as spirituality, I have to admit. You know, I was like out in the wild blue yonder and and it was the 80s, you know, and I was having fun. It wasn't a big thing until I had kids, like a lot of people, and that part of my past and, and I wanted to bring that in, you know, with my children as well to have a more sort of connected to the earth life, I suppose, even though I'd never stopped gardening and I never stopped my connection with arts either or plants at all and I was just in, inspired to do that I, I tried I've always I've always been a writer uh, very inspired by you know like Little House on the Prairie and beautiful botanical books as well uh, books about gardening mostly in England as well is beautiful I can, I'm just all well, my head's going through all these things the beautiful collections of uh, watercolor drawings and botanical drawings and art by explorers as well and their their journals really inspired and I've done a lot of that myself tried to get published for a very long time probably had close to 100 rejections in the mainstream publishing world and mostly because of my mum and conversations with a really good friend Karen Burgess who uh, my latest deck that's coming out in April the language of flowers oracle is actually dedicated to uh, you know, we had all these conversations about that although there's decks and books out there that are mainstream gardening and there's, oh, sorry, there's books out there that are mainstream gardening and there's books and decks that are sort of green witchcraft, but there, there wasn't enough gardening in it as well. And so that's when I thought I'll, I'll give it a go. And uh, I tried again to get published and got knocked back a lot, mostly because, as you said, you know, my name's quite popular in Australia and it is in America now as well. But it, I just always got that, but who are you? We don't know you. You've done nothing else. And 
all of the work that I'd done, which is working with community centres and, and, and uh, environmental centres and mainstream kind of things and community gardening and, and all those sorts of things, kind of, and it was a bit weird, didn't sort of really seem to matter to the mind, body, spirit sort of set. It was a bit confusing to me because I was like, here I am at the coalface doing it. So I went and, and um, self-published Australian Wildflower Reading Cards very very popular and then so that was 2012 and then 2013 i tried again and every single publisher i approached said yes so that that was my <laughs> kind of start i guess so that was plants into oracles and decks and things and books wow amazing so how many books and decks have you published to date uh it's I think 18 are on the market now, four more are coming out and uh, I've got a few collaborations now as well. So people have asked me to write things in, they're all mainstream gardening books. So it's uh, just part of my research that I've done. Uh, people want that, that included as well because my passion is ethnobotany. So it's a relationship between people and plants. Doesn't matter what you believe in, what, what spirituality you are, where you live, your culture, anything. It's it's a study of all that, our relationships between them. So, yeah, 18 um, tight like the books and uh, Oracle card decks as well. And every single one of them is plant-based and all come they've all come out since in the last seven years. So because the body of work I had was ready to go, you know, I'm not sitting there. <laughs> what will I write now it's like I've already done it I have books and books behind me I know this is audio but you can see research books in general <laughs> and I actually had my, public, one of, my publisher um, come out here a few months ago and he walked in he was like wow there's so many books and journals and cases of journals I was like yeah I know <laughs> and they're all about plans so it was like yeah yeah that's it so uh, yeah I, I can't yeah, even one book I've written, the fairy spell book, because sometimes people sort of look at that and go, hang on, you wrote a fairy spell book. And I'm like, it's actually the flower fairy book. And because it's in a set, it didn't, the word flower didn't sort of go with the rhythm of the rest of it. And it's actually a book about flowers and fairies from folklore around the world that are connected with those flowers. So I was like, no, no. It's like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know what, how to write about other things you know that, that this is my world yeah yeah um and I'm wondering if you could pick a favorite plant and I know that's a really hard question because I know I personally can choose just one like it changes probably every day but if you could pick one plant that's your absolute favorite which would it be and why okay so you're right it's really hard it does change and I'll have favorites at the time because they have different energies and meanings and feelings about them and I need them around me at those times but I'd say um without a doubt though my favorite plant is uh bower the the anglicized uh common name is bower of beauty or wonga wonga vine also known as pandaria jasminides it's an Australian native. And this is so cool because I've actually not answered this question before. People say, what's your favourite <laughs> So thank you. Good question. Um, it's, a, an Australian, it's an Australian native and it's an evergreen vine. Pandaria, Jasminides, uh, we can find the meanings and uh, a description of plants often from their Latin terms, from the botanical nomenclature. And that, that is um, Jasminides, like jasmine, doesn't have jasmine. It's not the jasmine family. So 
It has leaves, leaves that look like jasmine and a climbing habit, the same as jasmine. But it has uh, different types of uh, flowers. They're sort of bell-shaped flowers. Some of them, the hybridised ones, are a little bit different as well. But it is a, it's native to the area I was born in, uh, east coast of Australia. It is evergreen. It is tenacious. I like that about it. And it was called Bower of Beauty, the anglicised term, because it is beautiful, but it also harbours like a lot of our native bees and little animals as well. And, and I like that. It's like a sanctuary plant in the garden. And I use it quite a lot if I want to green up spaces in suburban gardens. Roots are a bit invasive you know can't have everything and it doesn't have it's not highly perfumed but there's just something about it you know you just well I say this to people go you know and but a lot of people do know it just it's just something about it I, I like it and I guess to me the northern European equivalent for those who follow that path would be ivy because it is tenacious can grow on things can sustain can hold itself up grow on the ground grow up things as well so that same kind of energy as as ivy say so australian ivy i'll call it that's uh yeah don't go banding that around though it's not a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's fantastic to know mm -hmm. So my next question for you is I'd love to know more about your upcoming uh, deck, The Language of Flowers. And I saw that I think it's a journal or accompanying book, The Language of Flowers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's the A Year of Flowers journal. That comes out. Yes. Yeah, that's coming out um, early next year. It's just coming out a little bit later. What's coming out at the end of this year but early next year, just COVID, things happening. And uh, yeah, yeah a little bit de it's a little bit delayed. Uh, that that uh, well, the the year of flowers is a perpetual journal, so you can use it. You know, you can start it and finish it whenever you like. But it's three hundred and sixty five days, so it is uh, a flower a day. People often ask me, and I've shared on Facebook ages ago a flower a day and the meanings and the connection with it. And I did a lot of research of the energies of the day pertaining to the zodiac, pertaining to lots of different things and lots of different cultures as well that were connected with the feeling of that time of the year and the season as well. And I've tried to make a baseline that's universal for the whole earth uh, of a flower that could uh, describe the day and the energy. So there's beautiful botanical art in there of the flower, the flower, common name, the botanical name. Sorry, I'm, oh, I'm not on video. I'm smiling at my dog, but that can go on. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, she was very naughty before. She was barking too much and she's looking at me through the window going, oh. Um, so anyway, oh. yeah, I know. She's like, am I still in trouble, mum? <laughs> that was Daisy, Lily and Daisy, of course. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so it's got that. It's got a little uh, passage that describes the day and the energies and things that you might want to do for yourself as well that are inspired by that flower and then if your birthday is that day or somebody else's it talks about what that means like if that this is your birthday flower and what people born under that flower sort of energies of that flower that pertain to you and just a little famous quote that i think embodies the energy of that flower so you understand it a bit better and then there's the blank page for you to write your notes so you can you could get the the, the um, journal and you could date it sort of 2022 whatever year and you could use it as your diary or you could use it as a perpetual diary write notes on whenever or birthday book or anything like that so it's a nice sort of 
yeah, not a. It would be A5 size, nice, thick, beautiful paper, beautiful ribbon and everything. So Rockpool's doing a beautiful job of presenting that lovely. It's got a very Victoriana slash modern feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, that sounds absolutely beautiful. I cannot wait to see that when that's released next year. Um, And so your deck, which is coming out in April, The Language of Flowers, so tell us a bit more about that one as well. Okay. So uh, everybody sort of thinks when they, um, you know, oh, I've done 18 things. That's fantastic. They must all be popular. I've never had anything be a flop and I've never had anything sort of end up in the $2 bin yet. <laughs> but that's always a possibility. <laughs> no one's perfect and you can't please everybody. That's the other thing as well. I mean, my brand of sharing things is very upbeat because that's the way I am. I don't change my personality. I actually pride myself on the fact that when people meet me in person at my talks and workshops and or just in the street, that the first thing they say is, oh, wow, you just, you do exactly like you are, you know, maybe not my glam shots on, <laughs> but they're like, that's how you are. And I, and that's how I like to share my work as well. So um, with the language of flowers oracle the one deck that i had that didn't do as well as the rest it's it sold out but it was very slow it took a couple of years to sell through and that was um the flower reading cards and originally and i'm not going to say oh i had a better idea but originally it was supposed to be called the language of flowers oracle that was my idea okay Shh, what happens in this podcast stays <laughs> but i think people just didn't connect well enough with the name flower reading cards and my way of sharing uh you know I I heard a lot of comments as well at the time I was pretty new that was my second deck out and I went to all the mind body spirit festivals around Australia and gave talks and then I'd go back to the booth afterwards and nobody knew who I was so people would come up and sort of say um oh yeah I like this but does the author channel angels to get this information or does that, you know, there were all these things. Is it like witchcraft and flowers and, you know, the people on the sales thing were going, oh, no, but here she's here. And they'd sort of look at me and go, yeah, whatever. Um, I wasn't like a big name or anything. <laughs> I could see that, that's, that that was what didn't appeal. There wasn't that element in there or it wasn't perceived to have that element. It was too sort of botanical. And uh, But I haven't changed it what I've done is, so this is this deck. It's come out again. It's been recolored. So uh, originally it was quite bright color. So they're, they're block prints. So it's still my block prints and I recolored them. So I, instead of doing the gouache and acrylic, really sort of firm primary colors, I've gone to more of a watercolor, almost sort of spray finished on them and it was 36 in the original deck and I've gone to 44 so expanded it and then the book is pretty much the same but I think well no not I think what I know is the market has now met me you know I haven't changed it and and this repackaging just recolor design so that people who've already had bought it because I don't want I didn't want to bring it out again with 44 cards and have the exact same artwork. Do you know what I mean? It was like, that's not fair for people who've already bought it. So I changed the artwork a bit. So you are getting something different. You're getting eight more cards. You're getting the colour looks different. The book's a little bit updated. It's got a bit more information, but it's the same. But I just think at the time, people liked the Australian Wildflower Reading Cards because it was like, wow, this is different. Then when the Flower Reading Cards came out along the same lines, I think it just, people weren't that into gardening and tarot and oracle decks at the time they just yeah 
it was 2014, I think it was, and it just didn't. But the market's met it now. It's it's popular and that's great, you know. So yeah. Something out. So, um, yeah, I know, I know, um, I know the listeners can't see it, but you know, oh, it's books. <laughs> oh wow, it is gorgeous. Yeah, so, so it has a really healing, lovely, soft aesthetic about it. So it yeah. does. It but does. If you already have the other one eight more cards and uh, different artwork and a little bit more information as well. But, uh, and if you do have the first one, there was only one edition printed. So well done you and hold on to them. (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed some crazy prices for some of my first editions. I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's amazing to hear. Um, so for our listeners, you can actually enter to win um, either a copy of Sherilyn's latest Oracle deck, The Language of Flowers, or um, her Green Witch Oracle as well. Uh, so there will be a link for that in the podcast notes. So go through and enter for your chance to win. And that's and I, and I have to say thank you so much to my publishers, Rockpool Publishing, who are providing the decks for this as well. So that's very generous and lovely of them, particularly since the Greenwich Oracle is, I've heard, very hard to come by at the moment. <laughs> surprised me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> some for the for lovely winners, yes. Yes, I have to say that the Greenwich Oracle has been really popular. I've been sharing that on my Instagram and mm. it's definitely, yeah, popular. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's hit a chord. I, I'm not exaggerating when I wake up in the morning and the amount of emails and messages is kind of insane, actually. <laughs> my friend Karen, who yeah, I dedicated the Language of Flowers Oracle to, um, I was having uh, lunch with her on Monday and we were talking about it because I actually gave her that one. It's such a lovely moment to go, Ta-da! and that person opens it up and goes, oh, you dedicated to me. We've been very good friends for a very long time now. Our, our sons went to school together. So uh, it's just that sort of relationship. Our sons are both, shouldn't even say this, they're turning 30 this year, our sons. It's like, oh, my goodness. They've been friends since they were 13. So we're like, oh, my goodness. But, uh, you know, when we were looking at the Greenwich Oracle, and this sounds funny, she's an artist. She's actually a world-famous photographer, one, and still winning every every year uh, these amazing uh, humanitarian photography awards and landscape photography awards she's very well known in um in europe in that her style so amazing person to be around so we were sitting there and she understands marketing as well uh her partner is a film director and uh, in advertising and i was sitting there saying i know this sounds terrible but i i don't you know people like my things and i get that i attract a lot of gardeners when i go to mind body spirit uh, I remember in Melbourne a few years ago, there were all these people sitting in the front row and they all had these, t- they had, I need glasses to see, and they all had these polo shirts or shirts of some sort on. They were all talking to each other. And I thought, what is, what is this group of people? And I put my glasses on and they were all from the Melbourne Botanic Gardens. And oh, then, wow. Oh, I freaked out a little bit. And then they said, oh, we sell your work in our shop. And we've just all come over. And I was like, that's amazing. And they were like, we've never been to Mind, Body, Spirit. So it was <laughs> so funny. And they're like, we're looking at crystals and having a good time. So I I, I, I do know I attract the gardeners and, and all that, but I've noticed with this deck, and I know the, the term green, which is popular, and it's just a coincidence that we're both, we're beating at this peak because this is my journals that I've been making for so long that have gone into this deck. 
But um, we were saying, what? Okay, put that aside. What else is it? And she said, and her partner said, it's so pretty and it just, it it looks like you. Like when you sort of think, and I was like, what do you mean? I said, you're sort of feminine and have this pretty little sort of touch about you, but you do these earthy things. I, they think that that's the connection. It's like this, this sort of um, prettiness that people like and a lightness, but with serious, serious undertones. And I went, okay, advertising people, <laughs> but, I, but, but seriously, maybe that's it. And I hear that a lot with people, but I'm hoping as well. Uh, and I can see that as well. People are loving gardening now. I think the pandemic's made us, a lot of people, maybe not the converted, the people who are already, you know, connected to earth and that, but a lot of people thinking and rethinking, you know, how do I need to connect and, and go back to the basics and this type of work, um, as in-depth as the research and the work is, it is the basics of life, you know, gardening, that's it. We were all gardeners and hunters and gatherers at one time. Yeah, absolutely. And I do agree, like with the pandemic, there has been a surge in gardening. Like yeah. so many people have been turning to their gardens because they're in lockdown and they couldn't go anywhere. But, you know, the garden was there. And I think seeing your Greenwich Oracle, like, like there's like, you know, carrots and like, you know, heaps of like things in there that people just grow, but yeah. it links in like that, that magic of these everyday vegetables and yeah. flowers and herbs. And it's, yeah, brings yeah, them alive. I, the garden, I've always put the gardening information in all of my things, you know, and I think that part of my work for the last five years has kind of been, I suppose, by the spiritual mind, body, spirit set, set ignored because it's kind of like, you know, those who garden, they've gone, oh, this is great, you know, and I meet these people who are like, oh, yes, somebody puts all the gardening things in there and I can talk to you about gardening and that's great. But I think the majority, and, and it's not a judgment call, it's just the way it is. The majority are like, um, oh, no, this is an interesting addition. And I, I accept that and I just say that's great because the thing is you, you're opening the door, you're cracking the door open and it's like I'm hoping, you know, they see these things, see the plants, you know, it, it's – I still like crystals myself and, and of course, you know, I love, I know I like foxes. I was going to say the F word because that's what my friends say, the F word. You like the environment, <laughs> you like the F word. Do you like foxes? I do like dogs. Um, but uh, I love possums too, Australian possums. But the but the thing is, uh, you know, plants are here. They're all around us. I'm sitting here talking to you, looking out my window, looking at scribbly gum. I'm looking at lemon tea tree. I'm looking, you know, they're right here, bottle brush. It's just about to come into flower at an unusual time for this area. What's what's the message there? You know, it's it's they're all around us. So we don't have to go looking for crystals or looking for animals or anything. We just bang, there it is there. And, and even if you're in a big city, you walk down the street, you're going to see a weed coming out of somewhere, someone carrying a bunch of flowers past you, a pot plant growing over a balcony and a tree somewhere. And so understanding the energies of plants is so important. And psychologists have actually proven that our connection with plants is is can, is just as important as our connection with each other and with animal the animal kingdom as well. Like it is it is part of us to to have an appreciation and a a feeling because it kept us alive when we were hunters and gatherers, and we would have to have that that feeling towards plants because we needed to know when something's going to flower, when the fruits are going to be there. And, uh, you know, if we were travelling and nomadic, whereabouts could we find something to eat? You know, we weren't always hunting animals. We needed to know where all those 
those things are. So we still have that within us and we've just divorced from it because of the modern living, that's all. So I hope the pandemic's pandemic has moved us all of us back into that phase again yeah yeah absolutely yeah and I totally agree with what you said about being able to understand the energy of the plants around us because plants are everywhere like even if you're in a city like there's plants just growing out through cracks in the concrete and yeah understanding those plants can really deepen your experience of the world around us so that's that's beautiful, beautiful thought. Um, and another question for you before we end today's podcast. Um, do you follow moon planting at all? Yes, I do, actually. And I find that's a really good question. And I, again, I'm going to give you the very good. Who's <laughs> <laughs> asked that? I do, and I, I actually uh, follow Earth-centric. So the problem I find with a lot of guides and a lot of uh, sort of charts and things that they're actually um, sun-centric, which is okay for some things, but I, I, I actually practice permaculture, and so I'm Earth-centric. So it's where the moon is as to the Earth, not as where it is to the sun. So there's uh, people who are into moon gardening will understand that. So I make up my own little charts and things as well to, to do that, but I definitely do. Uh, you only have to see the tides and the effect on the tides at, just to understand, this is so simply, the effect on, and this is why I do Earth-centric as well, everybody, um, to understand the effect on your plants because it's pulling the water out and in. Plants are all water. That's why we're affected as well by the moon and the, the and the, the phases as well. And uh, so that the pulling of the water on a water table where you're growing plants is going to affect it. So I 100% do. And I know, I've done it for so long, I can't say, oh, yeah, before it was a different thing. I can't even remember. My mum follows it as well. So, but I know, it just makes, it's science sense. That's the whole thing. It's not even, it, I always say this when I teach, when I teach uh, this type of gardening as well. Um, it just makes science sense. You know, that when there's more water around, you're going to need that for certain things. When there's less water around, it's for other things. You know, this will dictate when you plant, when you harvest, what sort of plants you should be doing as well and maybe these some days are no good for planting or gardening at all so you should be out there cleaning your tools and mowing or whatever but uh, it is science sense but all I would say is if you're looking at these things look at biodynamic gardening which is moon but moon, moon gardening based on biodynamics which is earth-centric rather than using um, moon charts that center on the sun because they're more about astrology and even though the astrological signs, that's another level. They, they can affect your gardening, but, yeah, that's a little bit more spiritual, let's just say. Okay, that's not yep. science-based. But but still, hey, I, I still I still look at it and, and, and will plant things according to those things as well, of course. But, yeah, I'm more on the, the science stuff. So, yes, the answer is yes. That was a long yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you so much for all the information that you've shared. That's wonderful. Before we leave, Sherilyn, would you like to share with our listeners could uh, follow you where you are found? Okay, so I'm I'm very social on social media. So you can find me at uh, Facebook at Sherilyn.Darcy. That's my Facebook page. I know my profile page sort of goes a bit full all the time and then I sort of do a bit of an audit every now and then. But, yeah, Sherilyn Darcy spelled C-H-E-R-A-L-Y-N dot 
D-A-R-C-E-Y. Don't forget the E. Um, or you can Google me to find it. But my website as well is CherylandDarcy.com, spelt that way. And uh, I'm on Instagram. I've just started TikTok, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, so I do that. So if and the other places you can follow me uh, is I have a weekly radio, live radio show on Coast FM, which is gardening show, of course, and we podcast that. And that's at home with the gardening gang. So you can find that on all podcast platforms. And I write for Central Coast newspapers for no, two of their newspapers. And that's at home. No, what is it down in the garden that is? So centralcoastnewspapers.org.au and you can read every single week. That information pertains to the entire temperate area, which is Sydney as well, um, and most of New South Wales, uh, that, that information. But there's general information too that you might like. So there you go. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your beautiful wisdom with us today, Cheryl, and it's been such a joy having you on the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Bye for now.